Hey folks, and welcome to episode 107 of the Hunger for the Hustle podcast. It's a pleasure to welcome my guest today, Danielle Matthews. Danielle, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. I'm pleased. I'm pleased. Um, Danielle is an inspiring young woman with an inspiring and actually an amazing story. Me and Danielle have been connecting for a couple of weeks. Uh, I know the story. I can't wait for you guys to hear it and for Danielle to share it. Danielle was hit by a drunk driver over nine years ago and sustained an injury to her brain classified as a mild TBI, a mild traumatic brain injury. Um, although although de- described as mild, any brain injury is obviously you know, not a good thing for anyone and it really pulled Danielle's life from under her feet. She lost her job, found herself on the road to recovery at a later date with answers that <clears throat> she couldn't quite get from conventional medical treatment and after finding a technology that helped her heal she now shares her story and this product with people around the world and has since gone on which is a key element of why she's just on this show not just that awesome story but went on to build an international business that touched thousands of lives in the process and she feels this all happened for a reason and this is now her position to inspire others to reach their inner potential and create whatever life they desire so without further ado, Danielle, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, you are up in the mountains and I am over in Melbourne. So two, <laughs> two worlds apart, but sharing the same screen. I love um, it. <laughs> Technology yeah. makes it easy for us. It does. It does. Makes it makes it easy, uh, which is what we like. Now, Danielle, of course, you know, I, I kind of know a bit of your story, but I'd love for really you to give us, you know, a bit more of the outline of it of, as of course it happened to you and what better, better person to lay that story out for us. So please go yeah. ahead. Yeah, I'd be happy to. I mean, to kind of just dive right in, I'll take you to the moment that, that you started with, which was that I was in a really severe car accident. And, um, you know, it's amazing <laughs> when something like that happens in your life, uh, you realize how, how fragile life is and that, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed for you. And I'm, I'm honestly very lucky. Uh, my accident, I, I was able to walk away from, um, this gentleman, he passed out while driving and he, he hit me head on and, uh, very fortunate that my car took the impact. And, you know, I, I was physically, I looked okay, <laughs> but in the days and weeks to come, it was very clear that something was wrong with my brain. And uh, I was kind of laughing as you were sharing at the beginning that, you know, it was classified as a mild TBI. And I've always said like, it's an oxymoron because mm. there is nothing mild about a traumatic brain injury. And no. Seems like an oxymoron to me too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctors didn't have much for me. And with, with where I was on the scale of brain injury, I wasn't in a coma. I didn't have a massive bleed. So there was nothing that they could really do. And I was told, you know, this stuff should clear up in about a month. And when I say this stuff, I, I was completely foggy. Like I could not concentrate for more than 10 minutes at a time. I would just get completely overwhelmed. I'd shut down. I couldn't handle any sort of input. Like I couldn't handle light. So even natural light, like we had to put blackout fabric in my bedroom um, because natural light, like the best way I can describe it is it felt like someone had a flashlight and was like shining the flashlight like right in my eyes with any sort of light. And um, the same was with noise. So if there was music, someone talking, anything, it just, it all felt really overwhelming. And I had severe migraines and uh, essentially I was in bed. I mean, I was just sleeping. (laughs) And I was dizzy and, you know, it, it, it really took a toll on my personality as well. Uh, I just had no tolerance for people. So I was very blunt. And 
and I was hoping like, okay, let's give it a month. Let's see what it can do. And, you know, hopefully we can get well. And uh, nothing happened in that first month. Um, and they told me, well, maybe it'll take three months. And then they said six months. And then, you know, there was a year <laughs> that had gone by. And in that year, I had lost my job because I wasn't able to work. So I was living back with my parents uh, in my mid-20s and just focusing fully on trying to get myself well and um, really wasn't finding many answers. And I'm really fortunate. You know, my mom, she, her dad, my grandfather, was a westernly trained doctor. So we've always had access to incredible medicine, incredible physicians. And uh, my mom, however, also she owned a yoga studio. And so she was the first kind of business owner that I knew and she owned the studio and she always ran trainings out of it. And so she had all sorts of different wellness practitioners in the area uh, coming through. And so she got to know a lot of the, you know, quote unquote, alternative modalities that are out there. And so we had access to all of that while I was trying to get well. And still <laughs> a year out, I was told that, you know, my body had done the healing that it would do. And I was honestly told Dick that it was just my new normal. And they told me at the age of 24 that I should just shape my life around these symptoms and move on. And I thought, you know, what kind of life can I have when I'm sleeping 18 hours a day? I wake up and I feel terrible. You know, I was going through severe depression, severe anxiety, having panic attacks because I couldn't see a future for myself. You know, and I was watching friends of mine, no joke, going through, you know, Harvard Business School, Yale Business School, getting their PhDs, um, get, getting medical degrees. And I was sitting kind of on the sidelines of life watching and I was going, you know, what is my future going to hold for me? And it was really scary. I could imagine. I mean, you, you might have in, in a way there felt like your, your life was kind of just on hold or even going backwards whilst you saw right. your friends and peers going forwards with theirs. Yeah. And would you say, I mean, it sounds to me from like what you said that you were, it was, you know, a month went by and you didn't get better three months, six months, and would you say you're, you were, you deteriorated or you just kind of were stuck in the same place? I would say there was no getting worse. Um, it was just, it was like a plateau. You know, I, maybe if I had been a 10 out of 10 on day one uh, with all my issues, I was maybe at an eight out of 10. So like there maybe was some improvement. Uh, my migraines weren't as intense and, uh, but they never relented. You know, I ended up on a prescription medication. So I had like you know, little, little bits of time when I felt like, okay, with that. But that was the improvement. And like, that's like masking a symptom, right? I wasn't actually repairing the damage and I wasn't healing. And it was, I mean, it was scary because if you looked at me, I looked like this. And so, I mean, I would look in the mirror at myself and like, Danielle, like, what is wrong with you? You know, snap out of it. And doctors, you know, weren't offering me much. I couldn't talk myself out of it or into anything else. And it was just, it was really, really difficult. And I'll tell you what though, it's, <laughs> I think when you get like, I'll say broken in that way, when you like your reality snaps. Um, and I just, I started to realize like, all the things that I had thought were important weren't. And it was around a year, it was around when my doctor said that to me, that I went, okay, you know, life has new rules on it for me. And if this is a game and I want to play the game well, and I want to win the game, how can I create happiness? Because to me, that's winning. If I can be happy in my day, I've won. And so I thought, all right, if there's new rules on my game, right, I can't do certain things. So I needed to let go of the life where I could snowboard, where I could hang out with friends, where I could go to concerts. All of that was gone. And I thought, well, what can I do? Well, I could read. I could walk the dog. I could spend time with my grandparents. You know, I could um, sit quietly and meditate. 
And so I just totally shifted, you know, and I, I started thinking, all right, one thing a day, what am I grateful for? There's gotta be something. And I just started to reprogram my brain <laughs> and it took, it took months, but all of a sudden I had this internal shift where I was happy, even though I wasn't healing. Um, I still had all the symptoms, but I was happy within it. I had created, you know, a, a space where I could be. And that helped a lot, I would say, emotionally uh, and is a big piece. I think a big piece of anyone, if, you know, anyone listening that's had an injury or dealing with a health issue, like half the battle is the mental game. And if you can win that, you know, you really position yourself well to be able to bring other things into your world and attract them in. Yeah, I, I really agree with that, you know, and I think I've seen that in other people that have recovered from major accidents, incidents, and even, you know, trauma as well. And I think that much like you said earlier, you mentioned the spotlight and when you were first into it, it was you couldn't handle the strong lights because it was like a spot, someone trying to spotlight into your eyes. I think gratitude works in a similar way. It's like shining a spotlight on the positive things that you appreciate and have in your life. And when you do more of it, it brings more of that light into your life and you actually physically begin to feel a bit lighter which i think is kind of what you described yep there so i'm intrigued to know as well you you'd obviously made this emotional and kind of mental shift and put some actionable exercises in play each day to help you come through this but were you seeing a counselor of any sorts yes oh that played, yes i was and that played such a key part uh, i honestly when i started going to my therapist I just thought, wow, every single human being deserves someone else like this to work with because <laughs> it's like it's just amazing. It's someone that is there to care about you, to hear about you, doesn't care about you know your parents' thoughts, your sister's thoughts, your friends' thoughts. They're like, no, 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 move that away. I'm looking at you. What's best for you? Where are you at today? And I mean, he's the one that gave me the perspective. He said, look, Danielle, your friends are getting these degrees, and that's great. He said, but you are getting something that they will never have. And it's going to make you a better mother. It's going to make you a better uh, friend. It's going to make you a better daughter. He said, you are getting emotional intelligence. He said, you are gaining from the school of life. And he said, what you have learned, what you're going through, it's going to make you more compassionate. It's going to make you more understanding of, you know, the things that the people around you are going through. And it's going to show you that you can get through anything. And at the time, I was like, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I will never forget it because as things continue to unfold in my life, I realized just, just how right, right he was. And, you know, I, I realized this concept of, I'd never heard it before, uh, of post-traumatic growth. You know, it's interesting, Jake, I think a lot of times people talk about post-traumatic stress disorder and that going through trauma can, you know, cycle you down. But it can also, and I've seen it again and again in people that I've met that have been through, you know, similar things, uh, it can cause you to cycle up. Because you realize you get this, you become grateful, your perspective changes. And I think of life as like, it's this scale of frequencies, of vibrations. And yeah, if you're down and you're thinking that like a victim and woe is me and why did this happen? And this is so unfair and life is so unfair. Well, guess what? Like you're going to keep attracting that negativity into your world. And that's what I did for the first year. I mean, it was miserable and everybody around me was miserable because I was. And then when I shifted, and gratitude is one of the highest vibrations. If you can be in that state, if you can be in a joyful state, you will start attracting things like that into your world. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, that's how the answers to me being able to heal myself came to me. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. So it's actually, you know, it's actually a beautiful story, really, when you when you tell it like that. That's that came from something you know awful and that no one expects to happen to them but can expect to happen to someone 
in an instant, you know, car accidents happen by the ton every single day. And, um, yeah, well done you for, for, you know, doing that, that work on yourself to get out of it. Cause you're absolutely right. You know, that the, the, the level that you vibrate at, you know, it's the law of attraction and it works in either way. It can work negatively and positively. And that's why you have to be careful what you do focus on because it's going to bring more of that into your life. And whether that spiral goes downwards or goes upwards, you know, I think as well, there's something to be said to the point that when you kind of hit rock bottom and you're like, right, I've bottomed out here, I can't go any lower. So the only way is up and realizing, recognizing that moment is, is a beautiful and powerful thing. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And people have always said like, wow, Danielle, you know, it's, it's so incredible what you did. And I just thought like coming out of it with a positive attitude. And I thought, well, there was no other option. You know, to me, it wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm so proud of myself. Or, no, it was like, well, there's no other option. It's either sit in misery and everything's going to just continue to get worse. Or and only thing you control is internal. Like I always say, like life is simple. It's the external world plus your response to it. That creates your reality. And so the only thing you have control over is your internal response. And so if you can shift that, you're going to make the reality that you want. And formula simple formula but it works yeah, exactly simplest things are always the best i say mm -hmm. the simplest things uh simplest things in life bring us the most pleasure yes yeah. <laughs> so you so now you're at this space where you were feeling better within yourself feeling better within yourself spiritually emotionally physically you know you're attracting better things in your life but did you still have the, you know, the ailments of the brain injury, were you still sensitive to light and sound and, and a bit snappy with people? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All of the above. So yeah. I think my, my snappiness, I had kind of learned to control. Like I had the internal awareness of like, oh, you're, you're reacting right now, Danielle. Like you need to go, like you need to go meditate. That's what I would do. That was my solution. Like when I felt things escalating, um, I would just say, I need to take a break. I'm sorry. And I'd, I'd go lay down and I'd go do a meditation uh, and I'd go in a dark room. And so I figured out ways to like make life work, <laughs> you know, with all the issues, I guess kind of like the doctor had said to do, but internally I had committed that I was going to heal. And I said, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know that I'm going to heal from this thing. And, um, it's funny because the answer came to me and I missed it. <laughs> I missed it the first time it came around. It came from a friend of my mom's. Uh, so when she had her yoga studio, a woman had come in for a training and she was an acupuncturist in the area. And everyone had kind of heard about what was going on with me. And she reached out to my mom and she said, I've come across the technology in my practice. And she said, in all my decades of work, I've never seen anything quite like it. She said, every client that I'm giving it to, it's doing something different. It is stimulating their body to repair where their body needs it. And she said it starts at the cellular level. And uh, she said, I have every reason to think that this would pass the blood-brain barrier because it's, it's using the exact signaling system that the body uses. So the body recognizes it. And my mom brought it home. Like, she intuitively got it. She bought it. She brought it home to me. And she said, Danielle, I have, I have the missing link. And I was like, Mom, and I have it, I have it here. It was this. It was a blue bottle. I don't know if any of you have seen this blue bottle and if you wrote it off, let me tell you, stop and take another look because I looked at the back of it and I, I'll put it up here. It says that it's made of water and sodium chloride. And what? I said to my mom, you just bought salt water from your friend and I don't know what you think it's going to do, but it's not going to do anything for my brain and I'm not using it. 
And I did like a quick, you know, Google search online and I, there was like all this great information. And then I saw something that said saltwater scam. And I was like, see mom, I told you. And I <laughs> cool. <laughs> totally cut it off. It's funny. Like we see what we're looking for, right? Like yeah. disregard that information. Oh, there's the one thing I wanted. Um, and so my mom started using this stuff because I refused to. And so my mom, she was sitting there, Jake, like she had such inflammation in her joints, the top knuckle on every joint. It was bone on bone. To make a fist, she could get to like here. Mm-hmm. And so she started drinking it and she said, well, let's see, you know, what it does. I kid you not, six weeks later, my mom had full range of motion in her hands and her like discomfort level was down significantly. And I'm like, that's a placebo. Like, so for a little background, my degree is in biology. I went to the University of Virginia. It's one of the top public schools here in the US. I graduated top of my class with a degree in biology. So here I'm like, I know how the body works. <laughs> like, yeah. That didn't do anything. That's <laughs> you know? a placebo. But my dad started using it. And my dad had a bad knee. He had played uh, football, American football in college and he had had an injury to his knee that caused him to have to stop playing and it's kind of always bothered him like my whole life but my dad works out every day and um he started using it because he thought well help those joints like let's see what it does here 10 days into using it my dad was running without his knee brace on and he said he had more energy in his workouts and he started to research it and he said danielle this company is not just some company that made up something he said what they have are redox molecules and he said that stands for like reductance and oxidants. And he said there's massive literature out there about it. Uh, it just is too new. You didn't learn about it in school. And I went, huh, okay. <laughs> so he said, look, it can't hurt you. It might help. Why don't you give it a try? Give it six months, let's see what it does. And so that's what I did. Um, I started drinking this stuff. It's a liquid, okay? So you, it looks like a shot that you're taking and you like swish it in your mouth and then you swallow it. And at the beginning, I was like, you guys are wasting your money. Like, what are we doing here? And the third month, my migraines stopped. And I had had one for two years up to that point. You had one. Sorry to cut across you. You'd had a migraine constantly for two years. Yep. Wow. It had varied in severity. Like when I took the medication, it would bring it down to like a level that was like, you know, I could kind of function. But yeah, two years. Um, And... (laughs) They haven't come back. And so I also like my clarity came back. It was like all of a sudden like that fogginess that I had been in, like it lifted. And it was like, I could get the word out. I wanted to say, I could think clearly. I swear it was like the world became like crisp again. Like I could see clearer and uh, my energy came back. I wasn't having a nap. And my mom will tell you, she said, I got my daughter back because my personality came back. (laughs) I stopped being so snappy and so rude. (laughs) You got this version of Danielle. Uh, which is way more smiley and happy. And um, my cognitive therapist said to me, Jake, she said, look, I've been dealing with brain injury for 30 years. And she said, Danielle, I've never witnessed someone have such a rapid recovery so far out from their initial trauma. And she said, with your type of injury, you know, that doesn't happen. And uh, I'll never forget sitting in her office. She looked me dead in the eye and she said, Danielle, what the hell is that stuff you started drinking? Uh, (laughs) Everyone needs to know about it. And I was like, salt water. I said, I have no idea. <laughs> and, and Jake, that question was literally the catalyst for everything that I have created. Uh, it was her interest. It was her realizing and saying, like, wait a second. This needs to go beyond you <laughs> because there's a lot of other people that need to know about this. And uh, it's amazing what's unfolded since then. 
It is, it is, and I can't wait to get into that part of it. But before we do, do you think, you know, you'd seen it, you'd done a bit of research, you know, as someone with a background in science, you know, and a degree in biology, you fairly clued up on these things and, you know, you, you were qualified to have not just a opinion, which is everyone's allowed to have, but you would have more of a, a basis of a, an intelligent knowledge into it. So, yeah, and look, there's an awful lot of woo-woo out there. There's an awful lot of products that people claim to do miracle things that actually don't, but they still sell incredibly well because marketing just takes over the whole thing. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? You see it all the time. Do you think that, you know, it took for your mom to take it and for her to really see some effects and then for your dad to see see them as well very quickly? Do you think if those hadn't those guys hadn't have taken it, would you have ever explored it any further? I, you know, it it was my parents that I is the reason I stayed on it. We had agreed that I'd do six months uh, because they said, look, with with the brain, um, I had more damage. You know, it those cells take longer to turn over just naturally, right? Some cells turn over like our skin cells; we're turning over faster than say our bone cells. Um, and they said, look, I think a six month window is enough time to decide. Did this work or not? Because it's not a magic pill, right? I think we're really trained, you know, at least here in the US, it's probably similar in Australia. Like you have a problem, you take a pill and you're fixed, right? You get your solution. And it this is the way of sorry, that's the way of Western medicine essentially, isn't it? For yeah. <laughs> the experience that most of us have. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, there's a time and a place for that, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I appreciate and and I'm glad we have Western medicine in the way that we do. But uh, for chronic issues, um, they don't really have the best solutions. And so what you need to think about and like the way you can kind of switch it is like, OK, well, how can I get my body healthy? Like, what's the foundational issue? You know, it's like if you have a plant that's wilting, like I was just on vacation for three weeks. So there's a very wilty plant next to me. <laughs> and it's funny. It's like I don't need to go over there and rub the leaf. Right. That's not going to do anything like the root of the issue is in the roots. I need to I need to get water in there. And so then the whole system, the whole plant can become alive again. And with us, with human beings, you know, our foundation is cells. We are just trillions and trillions and trillions of cells that come together to make up tissues, that make up organs, that make up systems of our body. And so if you kind of go in and you say, okay, well, what's the foundation here? Like the root of it all is the cells. And what do your cells need? They need good nutrition, right? You got to feed yourself the right stuff to give it the right fuel. Uh, they need oxygen. <laughs> we all know. And they need water, right? They got to be hydrated uh, and in the right pH. But they also need to be able to communicate. Our cells can't talk to one another. We're not ever going to function as a, you know, as a big organism. And the signaling comes in with redox molecules. That's what they do. <laughs> they're, they're what allow cells to know, hey, there's damage. An alert call goes out. The signal tells the body, hey, there's damage here. Repair it. That's how the body knows to. And the thing is, the crazy thing is, Jake, that as we age, literally after puberty, we start making less. It's like 1% a year. And so it's like that that call for help, it gets weaker. And you've probably noticed it. Like as you age, you do not recover as fast. You just don't. <laughs> Even like a 10-year-old compared to a 20-year-old. But then you, you know, you extrapolate that out to 40, 60, right? We know we don't heal as quickly. And they didn't think there was any way to amplify that signal because it's made in the body. The mitochondria make these things. You have less mitochondria efficiency as you age, and like that's just part of aging. Um, but now you can just put the signal back in. You don't have to mess with the mitochondria. You just put the signal back in and now it amplifies the call. So now where you have damage and what your body is dealing with, 
it's going to go, oh, like there's an issue in the digestive system. Oh, we're going there, right? Mm -hmm. Issue mm -hmm. up there, we're going here. So it does something different for everyone. Um, and it takes a different amount of time, right? Me, it was three months. My mom, it was six weeks. My dad, it was 10 days, <laughs> you know? And it's because it depends on severity of the issue, how old you are, right? Like all of these things, how healthy you are, how many things mm -hmm. does it have to like go through? So it's pretty fascinating. And uh, I am just incredibly grateful that my parents had the vision because I didn't, even though I was sitting and saying, I'm looking for something that's gonna help me heal, right? This comes across my path and I totally disregarded it. And I said, that is BS, <laughs> that's nothing, right? And it, it's amazing, like thank goodness my family said yes to it because um, it's it, it positioned me to, to be where I am now. Mm. Yeah, and I can see why you thought it would be BS really. I mean, it's just a bottle. Liquid in, and especially when you look at the ingredients on the back and you just see it's sodium and water. But you know, for, for the actual quite complex work it's doing, that was a really clear, short, and understandable explanation. Yeah. Do you is it something that you carry on taking even once you've healed the problem? You know, are you still taking it now, nine years later, or yeah, it's a good question. I, you know, there's kind of two answers to it. Uh, one, if you were taking it for an acute issue, right? If that's cleared up, like if I stop my injury is not coming back, right? It repaired. Um, but here's what I realized is that we make less of this as we age. Like I have less signaling in my system as I'm going to get older. And I thought, okay, <laughs> I never want to get ill again. <laughs> I want to stay as healthy as I can having lost my health, you know, when I was younger. And so I just thought, all right, this is the way to be proactive. If I take this, my body is going to find damage, find mutated cells before they creep up and become an issue. It's going to take care of it at the cellular level. And I will tell you now, Gosh, it's been seven years that I have been using this. I don't get sick. <laughs> like my system is just strong. I'm really healthy. And you know, people say all the time, like, you know, you look you look good. Like it's like uh, I don't know, it's like a radiance I feel like I have. Like it just it's high energy, like I feel good, I have a lot of clarity. And I think it's this, you know, when I travel and I like mess up my shipments or whatever, I don't bring it, I can feel a little bit of a shift. And so for me, I stay on it. Um one of the studies they found was that it it helps activate the genes inside of your cells. So like our environment causes things to turn off, <laughs> stress and toxins, not like our eye color, but genes that like regulate inflammation or your immune response. So that innate immune response that goes after viruses, right, um, that can get shut off by, um, by environment. And so redox molecules turn them on. And I thought, OK, well, I live in a toxic world, like there's nothing I can do about that. Right. But what can I do internally? <laughs> well, I can give my body more of the stuff to combat it, to keep things turned on. And so my immune system gets a boost from it. Um, my inflammatory response gets, you know, under control and hormone balance. I mean, there was a variety of, of genes they looked at. But yeah, to me, it's a, it's a proactive piece. Um, I work with athletes, some Olympic athletes even, and they love it because when you're pushing your body, think about it. <laughs> you work out, you're breaking down muscle cells. Well, if we can make them repair faster, like how great is that for an athlete? It's massive. It's, it's, it's actually one of the biggest things, you know, and you see it a lot more now in the past kind of five, 10 years, recovery has become something that people are focusing on so much, you know, and, and, and trying to aid and abet that recovery faster, you know, with, with better sleep, with better diet, with good, good nutrients and good, um, you know, even, like avoiding stress, avoiding um, uh, avoiding toxins, you know, making sure you've got just like a, a good, healthy things going into your body. And, and you know, like you said, we live in a toxic environment, you know, pollution, 
uh, even sunlight to a degree, um, water, you know, tap water, there's a lot of things, a lot of toxins out there, there really is. So, yeah, I think uh, I can see why athletes would love this in helping their recovery. Yeah. You know, uh, people who are training for big major sporting events, you know, there's a timeline on that. You've only got so long before that event comes up, you know, whether it be a fight, a race, a run or a team sport. Yeah. Um, and as, and a timely timely time to talk about that, of course. We, we've just had the Olympics and at the mm-hmm. moment the, the Paralympics, which I think, don't get me wrong, Olympians are heroes, but the Paralympians are just just that little bit bigger heroes. Yeah, exactly, same, yeah, because they've gotten over a mental game that yeah, others yeah, haven't faced. Exactly, I mean, still be getting over it, you could say, but they're, they're competing and they've, yeah. you know, they're performing at this really high level and I just think they've not let the things that could have held them back in life hold them back and actually they've gone further than a lot of people are able-bodied. I just think it's fantastic. Um, we're going off on a bit of a tangent now here, aren't we? <laughs> Is there, you know, I'd like to always like to display the full side of any picture. Is there any kind of downside to the redox? Is there any kind of adverse oh, side that people can have? That's a good question. You know, it's interesting because this is in you. It's literally identical to what you're making, what I'm making. You can't be allergic to it. So there's absolutely no um, contraindications either with medications because whatever you're taking now, the redox in your system is already interacting with it. You take more redox, it's going to have similar interactions, right? Um, and the other thing they did uh, with safety studies is they had to find a, an LD50, so a lethal dose, like what toxic level, you know, if there's too much in it, it causes uh, death in the, the rats that, that take it. That's what any pharmaceutical has an LD50, where 50% of the rats that took it at this dosage level died, and then they titrate it back to be an acceptable level of death to go into the human population, which is <laughs> crazy thing to think about, but that's anything that you take over the counter could, if you took too much of it, could hurt you. Um, they couldn't find an LD50 on this product because as you take it, your body uh, reverts it back into saline and you're basically just little sacks of saline. Your cells are sacks of saline. <laughs> and so these redox molecules come from sodium and chloride of salt and the hydrogen and oxygen of water. And if you think about like, Probably one molecule most of you know is hydrogen peroxide, right? It's H2O2 versus water, which is H2O. So one more oxygen, completely different molecule. Hydrogen peroxide does a certain thing in our system. After it's utilized, it breaks down and it is utilized as as H2O in your system. So your body has this amazing recycling process that it does. And uh, so there's no toxicity that can build up. You can take as much of it as you need or want um, and not have a problem. They also... And this is a is a topical version. And what's really neat about this is you can tell the redox where to go. <laughs> so say you have discomfort in your muscle, right? Post-workout. All right, take it, put it on, rub it on. It's going to amplify the call for help, right? So the repair process will be sped up right where you put it. And the other neat thing is you can use it on your skin just for skin health. So it was originally actually designed for like wrinkles, skin elasticity, cellulite, like that kind of stuff that's happening as our skin ages. But we got our hands on it and it was actually in Australia <laughs> that the liquid wasn't available um, for a little bit of time when the, when the company opened up over there and uh, they had the gel. And so they got super creative with the gel and it was you amazing Aussies that figured out if you put it on discomfort, that started to go away. And so uh, there's like a million uses for this. It's like first aid in a tube is how I think about it. Well, it doesn't surprise me, you know, holistic therapy is a huge thing here in Australia. Um, has been for a long time, and I think they're actually 
way ahead of the curve in in many ways. Um, not too sure why that is, but you know, some um, there's certainly some kind of other modalities and therapies here. I had a friend of mine, Dr. Yuri Shama, is on the show probably about 20 episodes ago, and he's at the forefront of psychedelic psychotherapy, which is a big, growing, big growing industry here. You know, it's it's a funny one because it's kind of not quite legal, but very much a thumbs up from everyone and the government's actually putting a lot of money behind it now so yeah it doesn't surprise me that australia would have um australians would have come up with uh, an alternative way to apply it and and make it work so we're back to the kind of timeline now it was nine years ago we're kind of nine months and correct me if i'm wrong are we kind of nine and a half uh, kind of eight and a half years ago now or seven years ago you know when you got to the point where you felt like you were getting back to yourself you know you said that the world was crisper, you know, you had more clarity and, and the migraine which you'd have for two years, which is just, I mean, I can't even imagine that I'm, I think I've only had one or two migraines in my life. I'm just fortunately someone that doesn't get headaches, but to have that for that long, um, I know some people are close to me that suffer from them and they're just debilitating, aren't they, when they get to that point. But that had gone, you know, the world seemed like a, a brighter place. Mm-hmm. I know that you then went on to want to, and quite rightly so, it helped you so much. Yeah. Spread this this product and, and your message out to the world. How did you go about that? What started what sparked that within you and, and how did you execute as well? Which is a big Yeah, one. so it's kind of interesting how it all played out. So as I first started to get well, I had like a it was like perfect timing. The guy I was dating at the time um, had gotten a Fulbright grant and he was over in the Philippines doing his PhD work and he needed help. So I actually went to the Philippines and I lived there for six months and I had a wonderful time. It was like, I mean, just such a beautiful time in my life because I was finally feeling well again. I had some independence again. I was out in the world. I was meeting all sorts of people. And then that, that little phase, those six months were over and it was like, okay, time to get back to the real world. And I had been thinking that whole time, you know, what do I want to do? And I realized I didn't want to go back to having a a regular job because it didn't feel secure, Um, quite frankly. I mean, after my accident happened, I couldn't work. And so then I couldn't earn an income. And it scared me uh, to not be able to provide for myself. And I thought, okay, there's got to be a way that I can create an income that can end up being passive. And so if something were to happen to me, that could continue on. And I, you know, I would not lose my independence. And I, I had no idea how to make that happen, <laughs> but it was in my head and I thought I need to do that. And then the other thing I was thinking was, look, tomorrow is, is literally not guaranteed to me. And so I need to do something that today is going to fulfill me. It's going to make me happy and that I can have an impact on other people because I want other people to wake up to that fact too. Like and not sleep through life. Like this is not a dress rehearsal. You know, this is the real thing. And so wake up, you know, my car accident, it literally woke me up and I thought, all right, what does that look like? And it was my mom again, that said, well, I think it's a SIA. And I was like, mom, this is distributed through network marketing. And I said, mom, that is a sleazy industry. (laughs) I said, I want nothing to do with it. And no. And she said to me, she said, Danielle, you don't know what you don't know. And this answers all of the questions that you're saying that you want answered. It can give you all the things that you want. And she said, just come and meet the founders of the company, come and listen to people that have done it as a business. And then if it doesn't resonate, just, you know, move on to something else. And I thought, all right. <laughs> so I went to this meeting. It was called their, their um, vision conference. It was about the ethos of the company, their soul. And I went, you know, into it, not having any idea what the word ethos meant. 
And I came out of it, actually this book that's next to me, the three questions, uh, is what hit me so hard at that, at that talk. And it was, uh, it was them talking about the values they use to run their business and how you could partner with them and create your own business that could reach wherever you wanted it to reach and could create residual income. And you only got paid if you helped people. And I thought, that sounds too good to be true. <laughs> uh, and I went around the whole rest of the weekend and I asked every single person that I could that had had success in the company. I said, how did you do it? And do you believe that I could too? Give me, give me the secrets, right? And they did, they poured into me, poured into me, poured into me. And so I went home, I was moving down with the guy that I'd been dating to Florida. I only knew him. So I was moving to a brand new state, zero network. And I said, okay, I'm gonna do this network marketing thing. I'm gonna build a business. And I had no business doing that. I mean, I literally had no no idea what I was doing, but the fire in me was just burning. And I think when you have that passion and drive, everything gets figured out. Like doors just started to open. I Googled networking in my area. I found uh, a meeting called BNI, Business Networking International. Went there, the first person that spoke to me ended up being a, a business coach of mine. He mentored me, he showed me how to do this business and things just took off. You know, in my local area, people started trying the products. People started seeing shifts in people that they had known for decades. And they were going, wait, that girl selling salt water is actually a legitimate thing. <laughs> as people's lives started to change, right? Like this speaks for itself. You know, but people didn't know me when I was injured, right? They saw this version of me. And it was amazing. Like my little community, you know, it got well known. And then it started to spread across different areas of Florida. And I was going to different cities, doing, you know, events, talking to people, rubbing the gel on them, getting them having experiences, you know, right in front of me. And, you know, the income at the beginning wasn't much. And so I had been told like this type of business model can take three to five years. And I thought the time is going to pass anyway. So, yeah. Sure. So not, like, let's give it a go. And if five years from now I can set myself up with a passive income and to be able to, you know, walk away from any other full-time thing, fine. And so yeah, I took on other part-time jobs and I was doing that on the side and I was really just running this in all my free time. And it got to the point where I went, why am I spending time over here at these jobs that are paying me, you know, hourly rates that are not getting me anywhere. And I said, if I stopped those and I spent more time over here, I can really kick this thing into another gear. And um, that's what I did. So it took about three years for me to get to the point where I could say, OK, you know, I can let go of this you know, stable income and I can just really focus on building this um, this business up. And it has been like phenomenal because my business growth has been a direct reflection of my internal personal growth. The more I work on my own mindsets, the more I work on my own uh, mental blocks, you know, that are keeping me from thinking bigger, the moment I can bust through that, my business reflects it. And it's, it's like we were talking about before, right? Like the level where you are is what you attract in. And so the higher, all I can do is work on me, right? We think about all the factors out there in life, like so much you can't control. I have learned the more I work on me, the more everything else just starts to line up and, and things just flow. And when you are in flow, like, it is an amazing space to be. <laughs> and, um, and that's what I, you know, that's what I found here. And it's funny because I was so local with my business. It was, it was the state of Florida. And then COVID happened and I had just moved uh, to Colorado. It, it had been my dream to come back to Colorado is where I had been living when my accident happened and I had to leave. And I love the mountains, not, you know, not the beach. And <laughs> I got here in March 
of 2020 <laughs> and everything shut down. And I went, okay, what is this challenge making possible? Because life's a game, right? And a game wouldn't be fun if we didn't have obstacles. And I thought, all right, what, what do I do here? You know, I can't build in my local community. And I went, oh my God, the virtual world. I can meet people all over the world sitting right here. I mean, look at us right now, Jake. And I just went, that's what I got to do. And so it's been, you know, since the beginning of COVID <laughs> that I started working online and my business has gone now international in a ton of different, different countries. And I'm getting to help people all over the world. As a, I think it's, it's fantastic and fabulous what you've done and, you know, you've used technology and in fact, COVID, you know, which I can relate to my own business, you know, anyone who's selling anything online or even networking online or who wasn't originally, but as pivoted, you know, as, as the, the, the phrase they use to going online, it's been a great time for doing that. You know, people are, people are still buying, particularly if they're bored at home, you know, yep. buying even more. So, <laughs> true. Um, and I think, you know, for you and your business, I imagine in my mind, in a way, a lot of people who have got ailments, you know, whether they be physical or mental, they can be magnified by something like this when they're not in the usual routine when they are at home a lot and that drives them to look for you know for therapies or um products or that can alleviate or, or even cure it so yeah. there's a there's a lyric from a, a track by an artist called the game which is at the beginning of one of the tracks on his albums and it comes to me because it really aligns with your story and something that you've said about life being a game and he says that Life is a game and the quality of your living depends in, entirely on your ability to play the game. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's, that's, that's really something that's outshone for you there. Yeah. You know, you, you've, it's, it's literally, you know, the hunger, the hustle, hunger for the hustle. So if you say it too fast, it becomes a tongue twister. <laughs> hunger for the hustle, you know, is the title of this podcast. And it's, it's really comes across to me, Danielle, in, in the sharing of your story that, although you didn't know it at the time, you know, your hunger for the hustle was actually ignited in that car crash. And obviously it took you some time to recover and get over from that. Um, but what it led to for you was actually something fascinating, which I don't yeah. think, I don't think it's a path you would have gone down. I mean, there's no way really you would be selling redox. No. And it's funny because like, I mean, at least at my university, like we were taught how to, how to get a good job, like how to be in a good. That's what, they teach you. That's what school teaches you as well. Pretty much right. <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, had this not happened, I never would have woken up to the fact that, wait a second, I can create my life. Like the first paycheck that I ever got from sharing this, I, it, it stunned me. Like I sat just looking at it because I went, Oh my God, I created that. I made a decision to have a conversation and to make a connection. And because I did that, I got money. And I thought, holy cow. <laughs> mad. Mad. I understand. I understand that and resonate with that so heavily. Like when I, I've got an online business and when first, you're almost like, has someone actually bought something? I can't quite believe it. And other people have helped set up online stores as well. They're like, well, I can't quite believe it. But I think I've just got my first sale. Like, is it? Mm -hmm. Is it someone messing around with me? Is there some kind of error? You're almost waiting for an email to say, oh, sorry, I clicked the wrong button. Can I get a refund? Yeah, right. You know, once you once you embrace it and you believe it and you run with it, it just, it grows. And it is a wonderful thing to be part of this, you know, multi, probably it's got to be tri trillion dollar industry of online sales and, and e-commerce, which is only going to grow even more and more. Yep. 
And is your is it is, is it all online based stores or do you have any kind of brick and mortar? No, I don't have a brick and mortar. Everything, yeah. and I don't I don't stock products. So I have a website. If someone wants this, they go onto my website, and in thirty three different countries around the world, it translates it into you know their language, their um, currency, and ships it to them. Arrives within three to five days. It's like it makes my life easy. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh it's really really nice. And and the other thing though, I'll say this is like. I'm so grateful that I fell into this type of business because you get coaching and mentoring. I think the scary thing with starting your own business or, you know, walking away from, from a nine to five job is like, I don't even know where to begin. And, you know, in this business that I have, like I'm a coach and mentor to my team. So when someone says, wait, Danielle, you know, I want to figure out how to have a side business. What do I do? I tell you, I'll tell you exactly what to do. The road's here. <laughs> you just start walking and I'm here to help you. I'm hand in hand with you the whole way. And so having that in a business is just, it's phenomenal. You know, I've talked to a lot of um, coaches. I think there's been a lot of people wanting and needing coaches through all of this. And some of them have really struggled. Like, I don't know how to get my business going. Like they're not taught that. And same with massage therapists, personal trainers, like they're taught their they're skilled. They're very good at what they do, but they have no idea how to market themselves. They have no idea how to build a network. And that piece, you know, network marketing, I just, I love it. It's like, to me, it's something that I think everyone should be involved with at some point, some stage, because you get this basic level training that is, it, you can implement it in anything else you want. And, you know, that's kind of where I'm at now as I'm going, okay, <laughs> I've got this running. And like, what, what next? <laughs> you know, like, I want to create more. I want to do more. And like, wow, what a powerful foundation I have to stand on now to keep that running. And it's passive, right? So it's like, all right, what do I want to do with my time? I want to create more and I want to do more. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's important to say it's passive now because, you know, people go, oh, like, oh it's passive. It, people hear they're a passive income and they're like, oh, I can make money in my sleep and I'll be doing it by next week. No, you won't. It'll take you like, <laughs> need to so work to get there. Take you so much groundwork to get there. Yeah to get to that point where it's like, you know, particularly once you've got a few clients and with your products, you know, it's a reorderable product. People are going to have to keep buying it, you know, until they feel like they've got to the point they don't need to anymore. Yeah. But there's a lot of groundwork, a lot of legwork goes into that. And who better to teach you? I think to your point that coaches and mentors are so incredibly important because who better to teach you to excel at what you're doing than someone that's already done it, you know, that has been through those challenges, has seen the highs and the lows. Yeah, it's, it's really important and seeking them out can be quite difficult sometimes. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, I think, that's fantastic that, you know, ASEA um, offers that within yeah. the package. But what I also think is that, you know, to go into a network marketing business is a challenge within itself. But when you've got a story to back it up like yours, mm -hmm. it makes it a whole lot easier because oh. people can instantly... You know, people will never forget how you made them feel. And by telling that story, you're going to make them feel a certain way. And if they've got, um, I'm already thinking about it for myself. <laughs> I, think the top, I think the topical, uh, I genuinely have, the topical, you know, I've been a plumber for uh, over 15 years and that takes its toll um, on your body. It does. Your knees, your back, yeah. And I actually, it's interesting because I don't, I haven't actually said this live on the podcast yet. This is a bit of a, a confession, a bit of a reveal that I've actually gone back to on the tools and plumbing as well as my um, other businesses as well as the podcast because it was just it was while things are so quiet as they still are here in Australia there's a lot to be said for being out there and um, being in a routine 
you know, entrepreneurship's a lot of fun, but it can be very lonely. I'm oh. working within a team with with other people, you know, on, on a building site. The camaraderie of that, I did miss that. So I've gone back to doing that some of the week and then I still do my my business for other parts of the week. But like you said, it's uh it's an addictive thing, isn't it? You know, like, well, I've I've made a success of this, you know, and it empowers you, it builds you up to think. Yeah. Now, what else is possible? Where else can I go? And and to that point, I mean, what's what's coming up? What are you thinking of? What are you working on? You know, I it's funny because that, that's kind of where I want to spend the, the last quarter of this year. I've gotten to the space where I feel like, like you said, like this is not passive because of the time and energy I put into it to get, you know, to where there's a little bit that is sustaining that makes me very comfortable to say, okay, I can take my eye off of that for a little and focus it over here and it's going to keep growing and running. Um, that's, like I said, it's a three to five year to get there. That's what they told me. Uh, and they weren't wrong. So for me now, you know, honestly, I've had a lot of people tell me that um, they would love it if I wrote a book, that there was just a lot that I have to offer when I share, when I talk. Um, and everyone always says to me, do you have a book? And uh, I've always thought it's funny because when you, when it's your life, I don't think you, you know, I don't look at it in any certain way. Like I said before, it's like, well, what else would I have done? Um, like, I didn't think there was any option, but to, you know, do what I've done so far. And um, I think that what I've come to realize is that a lot of other people don't have some of those mindsets or way of thinking and um, that, you know, people find themselves in my story uh, with challenges that they have going on. And so I think figuring out exactly what I want my message to be and being able to, to write a book to have on offer to people uh, is absolutely on my mind. And I love I love training. <laughs> I love speaking. I It's funny because in network marketing in that space, like, that's been a side of me that's been able to be developed is getting to train and teach other people. And I love doing it. And I also have got the opportunity to speak on international stages. I've talked at our convention and at, at local events. And um, <laughs> I, I love being up there when I'm on stage. It's like, I'm in my flow. I know like, it's funny because before my accident, I was like a wallflower. I was like, don't talk to me. I'm just going to be over here. Like, please don't put any attention on me. And now it's like, I have something to say that people need to hear. And when I'm in that space, I feel like I can reach a lot of people. And so I don't know what it looks like, <laughs> but I, I can see it in my head uh, and in my mind's eye, just being all around the world, actually speaking. And we'll see what that looks like and how it develops. Um, but that's, you know, that's bouncing in my head, those two things right now. Mm, I can, there's certainly a book there. There's certainly a book. Yeah, uh, there is a book there for sure. Absolutely. You know, just in this short time we've had together, and even before, you know, I knew your story and that was why I was so keen to get you on the show. And I'm so glad we have because I think it's such um, an inspiring story. I think it's also a story that could have gone down a very different path. You know, I mean, who knows where you'd be at, Danielle, right now. I wouldn't really like to think if you hadn't have discovered oh. Redox. You know, you could have just sat in that space where you weren't moving forward, you weren't moving back. And, you, you know, you could have still had a migraine, which I think would have been <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> Let's not even about it. That would have been terrible. But I know it's, it's, it's fantastic. You know, I share that passion with you. I often envisage myself on stages around the world, inspiring people with my message and my story. Because, of course, you know, everyone has a story. And I think everyone who's watching or listening to this, whether that be right now on the third or the ninth of September, wherever you are in the world, or if it's at a later date in time, there is a story within you, you know, there's, yeah. and that's why this podcast is here. And that's why Danielle is, is on this podcast because everyone has a story within them. And, and you actually said it earlier, Danielle, you know, to you, it's just your life and it's your story and you've lived it. And to a degree, 
it's sometimes it's not really that amazing to you, right? Because you've been through it and you've seen it day on day. But when you when you remove yourself outside the picture and step back, right, even get out of the gallery, it's there is stories are powerful. You know, stories are very powerful, and by sharing them, it it opens other people up to the idea of sharing theirs. Yes. And I think there's a lot of a lot of benefit in helping that to other people. So. Well, and that's, it's interesting because again, like ASEA has just been, it's been the perfect step for me out of what I came through because the the company actually put me in their video and, you know, I didn't think much of it. They came, they filmed, whatever. And um, they did another one that was just me talking. And that video, you know, has had, you know, over 10,000 views, right? This, this video of two minute video of me talking. And I get people messaging me from around the world saying, I saw your video. It touched my heart, and thank you. And it just also, it gave me hope. It's made me made this decision in my life. And I, like, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Like, how dare I not open my mouth? Because you know, we are all connected, and we're here for one another, and we are a global community. And you know, here I am in my room, right, like <laughs> in my own apartment, and it it doesn't seem like much because it's my life, but. That video getting out there in that way, and it literally now, you know, thousands of people around the world have seen it and getting those responses, it just makes me realize, yeah, like, and it's not just me. Like you said, every single one of you, you have something in you that someone else is waiting for you to hear it. It's like, you're just this beacon. It's like, we're lighthouses, all of us. And, you know, that lighthouse is going to call to the ships that are coming by that need that light. And how dare you not shine it? (laughs) You know, you need to step up. You need to put it out there. And and just the virtual world video is just the most phenomenal way to do it. And it was funny, Jake, as you were saying, like I envisioned myself on stage doing these things. I'm thinking, well, you're already doing it <laughs> because you're here with your with this podcast right now, right here. Like, and you're impacting who knows who uh, that's going to stumble across it. And like, how phenomenal is that? It is phenomenal. It's a really good point you make, actually, because I kind of got into this space. It was actually pretty much a year ago. It was like. Next week is my birthday, which is when I did my first podcast. So it's been coming up to a year now of the show. And that was the goal, right, to, you know, speak on big stages to thousands, millions of people. Um, not millions of people, because I don't think the arena is that big. But so actually, <laughs> how do you facilitate that? And it became that, you know, here it is, host of a podcast, over 100 episodes a year later. Um, and it's taken me to places. You know, there's a book coming off the back of this podcast, actually. Huh. Um, yeah, I'll tell, I'll tell you more about that off at the end but watch out for it guys it's coming it's pretty, pretty <laughs> soon we've got some pretty big names working on the forward for it um but i think you know life is a journey and you, you said it earlier you said it yourself you know three five years are going to pass you by those years are going to pass you by so you might as well do something amazing with them and put that energy into something that's going to you know not only create a legacy for you but is actually bigger than you and larger than you and he's going to leave a story and a footprint on this world you know long after long after you're you're not here anymore and um i think that's uh that's a beautiful thing for sure beautiful thing um also i said asea earlier so it's asea anyone that's wanting to look into this i'll put it in the notes as well um we get to the end of this uh, episode, but I'm oh, I could I could speak about this stuff for, for hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, if you and this is a question that's you know uh, I ask a lot of people, and they're actually answering the same way because they wouldn't have wanted anything to happen differently because in the way in which it played out, they learned so much along the way. But would you have done anything differently 
if this was to play out again or are you just like happy it all went you know what actually um there are some things that i had wished that i had known at the start of my business and it's interesting at least you know my original intent was like i just i was so excited about what this did for health like i just i found people that were sick and i shared it with them and that is what I did. And it felt a little bit like I was an ambulance driver, you know, like I go into a room and I just, I'd see the person that was limping. And it was about, it was in 2017. I had a shift in my mindset. It was a little over a year into my business. And I went, you know what? This is exhausting <laughs> because I am one human being. And at that rate, you know, I can only make this much of an impact, right? To the people that are in my radius. And I had this shift and I went, you know what? I need other people that, want to have an impact in this world that want to be able to create change for themselves and for the people around them and that have networks beyond, you know, my own network. And I thought if I find people like that, able-bodied people with the same drive, the same desire to create uh, the life that they want to, you know, by design, I will have a bigger impact because we together will be able to touch more and more lives. And so that shift in my mindset is what allowed me to start building a team of people and, coaching and training them, you know, to have this impact. And so now thousands have gotten to hear about ASEA, have gotten to use ASEA because I had that shift. Whereas I think it would have stayed in me hundreds, you know, if it had just been me. And I wish I'd had that shift sooner. Um, but, you know, you have to learn along the way, right? Because I had to, I had to go through that to teach others, just like you said. But no, there's, I think when you realize, like, you go further when you go with people, um, that's, that's what I wish I had realized from the beginning because I've always been pretty independent. <laughs> so I thought, oh, just, it'll be me and I'll do it. No, <laughs> when you have a group of people, a team of people around you, like it just, it keeps you going and you can go way further together. Yeah. I agree. When you go, when you go with people, you go further. I've definitely, that's something I've learned in the past, you know, few years, actually, you know, when you start out in business, you're like, no, I can do it all by myself. I'm fine. Thanks. You know? And you, everyone only has so much time and even more importantly than more energy, yeah. you know, and you just, it's sometimes a lot, a lot easier to to spread the load instead of bear it all by yourself and yep. let you let you apply your energy in other areas, you know, to work on instead of in the business all the exactly. time. Yes, mm. that concept is one that <laughs> you should repeat and say to yourself often. Okay, <laughs> that, that, that was a gem right there. You know, um, work with others and you'll you'll go further. I think I've said it differently, but yeah, um, go with others and you will go further. That was it. And that was that's that's kind of a hot tip right there. But it, could you, as we close out, if you you have like kind of some hot tips, maybe two or three, for anyone that's watching this right now that's wanting to get mm. into starting their own business, you got to read, hands down. Um, and if you don't like to read, I mean, listen to Audible. But you have to get. We have some of the best mentors that we could imagine in books. They're just sitting there waiting for us to pick up and read them. And that's the difference. I mean, I've watched it with other people just in my own business. And, you know, I probably sat down with 500 entrepreneurs through all my networking. And I can tell you the ones that are having tremendous success or that are really continuing year after year to grow. It's the ones that are that are reading. Uh, when you learn, you will earn more because, again, you're shifting your own mindsets, your own paradigms. You're getting new thought patterns. You're getting new ideas. And when you can implement those, like the person you are today is, is not going to be the person you know that has, has the business that you're looking to grow. Like that person has to change. You have to shift. You have to grow. And then the business will come with time. So that, that would be my tip. I would say spend 20 minutes a day. Um, for me, it's like I walk my dog and I listen. 
uh, to something every morning. It's, it's non-negotiable time for me. I need that mental quiet time outside with my dog. Then I come home, make him breakfast, and I, I listen. Uh, and that's what keeps me fresh for the day, gets my energy high to start the day. Uh, and the other thing I would say is have some quiet time where you turn your mind off. Because as an entrepreneur, you can always feel like you're working. You have this idea, that idea. It happens in the shower. You're falling asleep. Like, it's just like your mind is constantly going because, like, you're like, oh, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Like, you know, I got to do it. And you know what? You actually produce more when you have balance. Um, I just, I was telling Jake at the beginning, I just came off of a, a couple week vacation and I feel so rejuvenated and I got so many like ideas that came that I didn't have to put energy and time into, but it's like, it just popped in. It was like, oh, you can do this when you start working again and it's going to make this easier. And so when you have that downtime, that's actually where the subconscious can start processing and doing things. And um, your, your energy level also gets replenished, right? You got to You got to fill your own cup up. Yeah. So those are my hot tips. Yeah, okay, old tips and um, books. You know, if there's, if there's kind of one book that's really helped you in business, as you said, books. So you know, there's there's teachers waiting there for the students to show up, and and, and the the secrets and answers to many things lies in books. I uh, it's funny. There's a book. It's Wallace D. Waddles, uh, the science of getting rich, and oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, I have listened to that book probably thirty times. I just wow. every time I hear it, I hear something different. And it's like because I've grown a little and my conscious awareness has shifted a little. And then I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's what he meant by that. And, you know, because you miss something sometimes. And I think it's the repetition. Like, don't just burn through a lot of books. I mean, like what Bob Proctor, he's read Think and Grow Rich 60, like for 60 years or more now. Yeah. But and that's like that's his book. He just cut like those are the principles that's the foundational stuff. And it, it's true. It's, and it's the repetition of it that gets the new thought patterns in. So, you know, you don't need to tear through every book there is, but the one that resonates, and that was it for me, and that book is like over 100 years old, but it was like, oh my gosh, everything's there. I'm like, the secret to life and business is sitting right here in this book. That's all you need. And yeah. it's like book, hours on Audible. Yeah, I've got it on Audible. I must confess, I haven't got around to listening to it yet, but that book is so old, the copyrights run out on it. That's how old that book is. There's no copyright <laughs> anymore. Well, you said that something something really really good that you know that's there's two way base there's two ways things are learned you highlight one of them there repetition that's what we go to school for you know um yeah. i don't know how many how many years you go to school for 10 12 years and if you don't go to further education and then the other way is impact you know trauma i.e your car accident you know and we've kind of highlighted there both both ways but you know some things are taught some things are caught and some things you know how we've learned that we need to want to unlearn or yeah. or redirect and the way to do that is by repetition and yeah. reading it again and again or listening again and again audible is a fantastic way to digest books particularly when you're on the move i um i enjoy them when i'm driving but yeah really good tips then i think making a little bit of time for yourself each day if you don't do that you can start to feel very restricted very trapped you know if you if you can't in a busy world that many of us are in if you can't find that just that little bit of time for yourself each day 20 minutes out of 24 hours really isn't very much um there's a lot to be said for that just you know it's amazing how much it can really help you in that quiet time yeah danielle it's been such a pleasure to have you on it really has i'm going to drop in the comments here um some links where people can connect with you just for the guys listening back on Spotify and the other audio apps. Do you want to tell them where the best place is to connect with you if they want to learn more about ACA? 
great acronym that stood for something, but it doesn't. <laughs> just SEO. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, social media is the best way. So my my Facebook, um, I think if you just do facebook.com slash discover intention, you'll find it'll go direct to my personal profile. I don't have a business page, I just I'm me. So so come connect with me. And on Instagram, uh, it's my name. It's Danielle Matthews with just an underscore at the, the beginning and end. There's apparently lots of Danielle Matthews in the world. So. And the website is brainbodyself.com, right? Exactly right. Brainbodyself.com. And you can connect with me there and learn more about things there. So Beautiful. Um, you might have thought I was about to let you go, but before I do, there's one more question I am going to ask you. Um, <laughs> The word hustle, what does it mean to you and what has driven your your hunger for it to do what you've done in these past kind of 10 years? Mm, I think the hustle is like, it's just to me, when I think of that word, I think of you have to have a fire burning in you to go create. And to me, that's what it's when you're hungry for that hustle. It's like you have a fire in you that is just burning so bright. It doesn't matter what's in your way. You're going to create it and you show up every day with high energy and clear vision about what you're going to go do. And to me, that's what it is. I mean, it's, it's, I'm going to make this happen no matter what. And, and if there's, if there's failures, well, I just learned something. If there's another failure, I just learned something again. And it's, it's when you have that attitude, like to me, it's, what do they say? Hustle like you're broke, right? <laughs> it's like, you just, you got to just make it happen. Uh, make it move. Even when you're doing well, it's like, no, there's more and more levels. So just never stop that hunger for life. I mean, that's what it's about. Love it. Simple answer, but a great one. Wrapped up really well. Thank you for your time today. And thank you to all you folks watching. I know uh, one of my friends and previous guests on the show, Tracy Cook's been watching. So thanks to that. And whether you're watching this now live or a later date, please share it with your family and friends. They might get some value too. There's been a lot of value in this episode today. Stay hungry, hope, folks. Hopes, whatever hopes are. <laughs> uh, stay hungry. Stay happy, stay healthy, and keep on hustling. I'll look forward to seeing you all very soon. Danielle, thanks so much for your time and sharing your story today. Thank you, Jake. Bye, everybody. Bye.